What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment, and let us know what you think about the episode. If there's a particular guest or topic that you'd like to have covered, we're always checking comments on YouTube and love to be able to take what you guys suggest and then be able to get them onto future episodes. Today, I'm going to be chatting with a guest that has a 7.3 Power Stroke to 1997. And it's gone through an incredible transformation from being stock to 800 horsepower, shooting for 1,000 horsepower here pretty soon. So I wanted to chat with him about how he got the truck, the process he's gone through upgrading it from being stock um, to making a little bit more power to where it's at now and where it's going to go in the future. So we're going to talk about engines, turbos, injectors, transmissions, um, suspension. It's going to be a great chat. Before we get to it, though, I want to remind you our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a 20% off-site wide code for you. Use code 23diesel20 at kershaw.kaiusa.com. You get 20% off site wide. It's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear. So if you're in the market for a knife for hunting, fishing, EDC, um, something around the job site or house, they've definitely got you covered. 2023 has been a huge year for them. And with new releases, one of the newest are the Duralock models, which the blade's made out of D2 steel. The way that the blade opens and closes is super, super positive, um, feels smooth. And then there's different choices for blade shape and also handle shape as well. So if you're in the market, definitely make sure, head on over, check them out, and use code 23diesel20 for 20% off site-wide. All right, let's get to today's podcast, talking about 7.3 Power Strokes, taking them from stock to 800 horsepower, maybe even 1,000 horsepower here in the not-too-distant future. David, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm looking forward to chatting with you today, learning more about your your uh, 7.3, the story of the truck. Uh, a listener had messaged into us and said, hey, you got to have David on. He's got a really cool truck. People would love to hear about it. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I wanted to uh, start. I don't know any of the background on your truck. I don't know any of the story of it. So I'm going to be learning along uh, with everyone else about it. But tell me, tell me the beginnings of the of the truck, your interest in it, um, how it started, and then we'll kind of progress through where it is now and what you're doing with uh, you know, drag racing, sled pulling, and making power. So uh, I've had the truck since about November of 2012. And um, my dad, he always, he's always been a truck driver all his life. And um, He's always loved diesel power and everything, so it kind of, I guess, trickled down into that. So he went down to Florida, bought it from the original owner, and uh, I just drove it back and forth to school, and just that was about it for, for many years. And I started off just with like a TS tuner and a four-inch exhaust, and I drove it like that for probably about six years. And... Um, Went through high school with it, college, everything. And once I got out of school, I kind of, um, I wanted to add a little bit of power to it. I've, you know, been to a bunch of Rudy's events and stuff like that. And I just wanted to, I just wanted some more power out of it. Nothing like what it's kind of turned in today to start off with. But um, I got some 180, 100 injectors high pressure oil pump uh i did a mild build on the trans myself and that's kind of how everything started and then um i ran it like that for a good little while and kind of the same thing as everybody else wanted more power and that turned into uh doing turbo upgrade fuel system bigger injectors uh cam swap i mean it was kind of a good little bolt together swap 
and still stock bottom end. Well, that lasted about eight minutes. <laughs> uh, and uh, then it, uh, I broke four, four rocker arms on the passionate side. I mean, four rocker arms on the driver's side, three rocker arms on the passionate side, one rocker base, and it bent my number one connecting rod. So uh, I only had two options. It was either turn it back down and make it reliable again or just make it hold the power that I just put in it. And I know that eight minutes was, wasn't very long, but I like the power, so I went, <laughs> I went the route of making it hold it. <laughs> what uh, what year is it? It's a '97 F250. Now, was the the kind of when you were going through the process of adding power to it? What was the what were the aftermarket choices like early on versus where you're at now, where you're going to be doing an engine build? And and I'm thinking of somebody who's got um, you know a seven three power stroke, and they're it's like bone stock, but they're thinking, hey, maybe I want a little bit more power. What's out there? How far can I take it? So, what was it like for you early on? wanting to do upgrades and then how has that progressed with your choices that you can make for turbos, injectors, high pressure oil pump, engine parts, everything. So from when I, when I started out things, um, you really didn't have a ton of options. And so that kind of limit limited me really to only a couple of different companies back, jump back and forth between, um, I mainly used irate diesel, um, Brian Jellick, at Jelly Built Performance, he does my tuning, and um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, other than that, I ran. I've done business with Full Force Diesel and uh, and Unlimited Diesel Performance, and that's uh, that's usually. I mean, that's basically about the main people that I worked with. Uh, I more or less used uh, almost strictly irate irate diesel for almost everything in my build. With the, with that eight minutes of power that you really liked, and then looking at a build, did you set a power number? Was it a power number? Was it a torque number? Was it competing in a certain class that you had in mind when you were looking at doing a full engine build? Uh, originally, uh, originally I wanted like five hundred horsepower just to keep it somewhat safe on the bottom end, which didn't didn't pan out, but. Um, after that, I was I was shooting for about seven hundred, and uh, which once I built the engine, the bottom end, and got everything else to to hold, it put down. Um, I think it was six, six high six ninety, so it was it was right there at it, and uh, and then we sprayed it. We did a ghetto fog, and it did like nine fifty on it. Wow! Um, but that was in twenty nineteen. It was truck was still two-wheel drive then and i had a I don't know, I've, it's been updated a little bit since then too have you had it back on the uh back on the dyno or is it have you kept the power kind of in that same range as before yeah yeah i got it um uh we went to ucc this past year and um i ran 770 with it there and uh and then uh it on the dyno it did right at 800 horsepower um that's i am spraying nitrous now not a not the ghetto fog but it's a just a single 76 jet so it's really in in the grand scheme of things really not a lot 
how's the how's the engine held up from 2019 to now with the the power the competition the racing that you're doing so uh i haven't touched anything on the engine other than um i've had one turbo go bad um and i swapped the injectors to a to a bigger a bigger size and other than that engine wise i haven't actually i haven't touched it at all I was thinking, what what's it like when you go to like UCC and and other events that you go to, and when we see that like Ford OBS style and it's making power and it's doing stuff, people I think kind of think, oh, it's, he's got a Cummins. He did Cummins swapped it, but you got a seven three. What's the reception like from people out there? Either because the, the the person who messaged us is a Cummins guy, and he's like. This, what he's doing with the seven three is crazy. You got to get him on the podcast. So I'm curious what kind of feedback you get from people who are Ford enthusiasts and then people who are maybe Duramax or Cummins guys. And they're just like, wow, that's a really impressive truck. Yeah. It's um, that's the, that's usually the most common thing, right? Right after our first run, because it runs pretty consistent. If I, if I go all out and just, and don't let off, it's a seven eleven at 99 is what it runs. Um, just about, just about every single time. But, um, the first question is always if it was come and swap 12 valve, uh, I've had six O I've been questioned about a six O many times. And then when I tell them it's just a seven three, it's, um, <laughs> it usually always gets a lot of, uh, a lot of questions after that. And people really, I think they really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, it's, I've done a I've chat with a few seven, three um, owners over the years on the podcast that were doing performance builds. And it always impressed me because for the longest time, you know, they're great trucks, <clears throat> excuse me. They're great trucks. And people would say, Hey, you can, you know, run them for hundreds of thousands of miles. They'll tow, they'll do anything you need it to do. But when it came to the performance side, the people would always just say, well, I need to go get a Cummins. You need to go get a Duramax. You need to do this. And it's so cool to see you guys that are like, no, I'm going to keep a seven, three in it. This is how I'm going to do it. And like the consistency you talked about what it runs, um, keeping it together for gosh, four years now. I mean, that's, that's really impressive to be able to do that. So I think, I think that's something that's really cool in, in diesel performance and specifically like with the older trucks. And I love this aspect to it is you don't have to get the latest truck or you don't have to get, you know, a, a particular year range of, truck to have fun or be competitive or do really cool things with it so if you're passionate about the obs body style you're showing there's options for it from mild to 800 horsepower now spraying it even farther if you want or running consistent times yeah it's um that's kind of so i mean this truck it it really is it's full interior it's paint body interior is all 97 factory i haven't i haven't repainted it it's all I mean, it, it was a very, very nice truck when I got it. Um, the the original owner kept it in a garage. I mean, it it, it was immaculate. And um, I wanted to keep everything, kind of preserve it as the best way I can. And I still have AC, still have cruise control. Um, we drive it on, drive it very regularly. I used to daily drive it still, even with the motor like it is. But um, I, I now, you know, I do, I do have... I do heavy equipment work and work on diesel, um, just diesel engines in general. And um, so I have a service truck that I drive every day now. 
uh, so it doesn't get daily driven anymore. But uh, for quite a while, it's still, even at the power level, I was driving it very often. You had mentioned earlier that it was two-wheel drive originally. Did you do a four-wheel drive conversion on it? Yeah. Yeah, It's uh, it's got 2006 F-250 axles under it, and um, I did a, a four-link in the front, an adjustable four-link in the front from uh, uh, Punch-Out Performance, and then the back is just a set of uh, light fab ladder bars, and um, and then the to do the swap itself, I used a Skies off-road design kit, and it uh, it was everything's been great. I've had I've had it four-wheel drive swap since 2020. Um, it was right before the whole COVID thing. I was I had a very good chance of being in the Diesel Power Challenge with it, and I wanted to make sure it was four-wheel drive, so that way I had the best chance I could for that event. And with all the work that you've done in this truck, did you do it all yourself or how did you get the suspension, you know, the engine turbos, injectors, do you do it all yourself or do you have like a group of friends or shops you like to work with? So, uh, most of all the work was done by me and I have really, really it's one, one guy that helps me very, very consistently and and other than him, I have about three other buddies that really, uh, they help out when they can. I mean, everybody's pretty busy. We all, we all work different jobs. No, none of us work together. So it's just kind of in our free time, but it's most of everything is, uh, just either in the backyard or, you know, at the shop that I actually work at, I just pull it in there and pull it out at night, you know, and, I mean, I pull it in at night and then pull it back out. So that way we can work on other stuff and during the day. What are your, what are some goals you have in the future, whether it's a competition or a race or a power number, what are some things you're looking to do with it, you know, here in the future, maybe the, you know, this year, next year, what's the, what are the long-term goals you got for it? So the first one that's been a goal for honestly the last two years and, um, which I, I just wanted to make sure everything else was ironed out for, I to start adding nitrous to it. Well, adding a lot of nitrous to it um <laughs> i want to run 670 with it um i don't have a roll bar so that's kind of the biggest thing uh, slowing that down but um i want to run 670 i would like to win we have a a kind of local event called diesel truck wars i'd really like to win um one of those classes there i've been going to that event for quite a while they have some pretty awesome trophies and that's uh that's always been one thing that i've wanted to bring home with me as a is one of their trophies i got the last event i went to i think i got fifth or sixth place in it and i was that was the furthest i've been so far and uh, other than that it's not really a nece- it's not really a necessity but i would like to see a thousand horsepower with it at least one time on the down uh, that yeah. one doesn't really bother me near as much as actually running a six second pass. Do you think now in order to say hit a, that thousand horse mark with it, are you going to have to change a lot on the truck or do you think it's just maybe a little bit, you know, more fuel, different turbo setup? What do you think it would take to get it there? Uh, at this point from, from everybody else in the seven, three world that I've talked to, it's uh 
uh, just just more nitrous. It's kind of fuel wise, it's maxed out. Oil wise, it's maxed out. I just uh, I could upgrade the turbo a little bit more. It's got a a forced inductions um, four seventy six, and I I could jump up to about a four eighty, but um, I just I'm more. It was more for me. Uh, I still drive it on the street and everything, and I. The 476, it drives still fairly well. You know, it's not, I don't, Brian's got it tuned very clean, even considering the setup. And it's, I just, I want to keep it still uh, very drivable and not smoky on the street. I did want to ask but you really about, it's, oh, oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say with, with Brian and the tuning side, because I had him on a, a while ago and um, we were talking more so about his truck, but I know or I see, Nearly anyone who's doing anything with a 7.3, when it comes to tuning, it's usually Brian that's that's doing it. How is the tuning on 7.3s, how does it bring the setup together? Because I I think you know, a lot of times when we think of tuning, we think of a Duramax or a Cummins and EFI Live or things like that and how you can make these setups really streetable. But I really want to get a kind of a handle on how that's how that happens with in the seven three world, especially with the upgrades, the power that you have, how drivable it is, the usable power, and then when you go to the track and it's just you know set on you know you're gonna go race and you know give it all that it has. What's the tuning like? So that's I really can't answer that one too much. That's one thing that I haven't ever. I hate to say I don't do the tuning, and I let him. I tell him what it's doing and give him the, the information and I just let Brian work his magic. I haven't ever really asked him a whole lot about it. I, uh, I probably should know more, but I just, he does a great job of what he does. And so I just let him, I don't bother him and just let him do his thing. But it keeps that power or that, cause well, you had mentioned, you know, daily driving it or you could drive it, you know, every day if you wanted to. So there's that ability to have a, a usable setup, you know, on the street yeah. where is like really the talent of the tuner and knowing the components and their experience and just kind of putting it all together. Yeah, you can hear it. It's got, so I have a hydro tuner on it and it, um, it's got a bunch of different, uh, a bunch of different settings in it where I can change it. And, um, I keep it real simple. I have just a, a stock file, which is what it's kind of, Brian makes it like a modified stock. So if you put it in that file, it, it idles, I mean, really, you can't tell. It doesn't sound choppy at idle or anything. It's just, it's very quiet. And usually, if I'm not racing, I just leave it in that one. My second tune is just a, a high idle uh, for warming up in the in the wintertime. And other than that, it's just, I just have one, I just have two tunes kind of for racing. And um, all it is is different, different oil pressures we were playing with. And uh, now that we figured out which one works best, um, I just usually only only use that that third one from the time that you you got the truck and you started to add more power to it to where it is now would you say there's any mistakes that you've made with parts or approaching something that you wish you could go back and redo to maybe save some time or save some money or did you invest a ton of time into research and chatting with um, companies and getting their opinions to make the right decisions along the way so the only thing i regret and it's not motor-wise at all because, I, like you said, it was a ton of time on forms. I mean, I was 
I was in the old forms in the, you know, early 2000s, looking back, see what they were doing back then, just just trying to see what works and what doesn't. And um, and that helped a lot. But the transmission, if uh, I originally built the transmission and and it worked for that power level, I didn't ever have any transmission failures. But once I got into more power, I wanted it to hold. And instead of just going straight to uh, the company that builds it now is A1 Transmissions of Georgia. There's a guy down there. He, um, his name's Chris. And he is really, really good with the E4OD 4100 transmission. And um, and I'm still running a, a factory E4OD in mine. Um, it's got a aftermarket transmission controller on it now, uh, PCS 2800. And, um, and I, I can actually control all the shift in and when it locks up, everything like that. But um, I just wish I would have gone straight to him from the start and let him build it, do all the custom um, oversized billet parts and just rollerizing the whole transmission, do all that stuff right from the beginning. It it would have saved me a ton of money. Um, I have basically done it three times now. So it's kind of, um, and it wasn't, it was never because of a failure. It was just always... I guess the the thought in the back of my head of it being a weak link and I wanted to get it I wanted to go ahead and fix it before it did become a problem. With the with the E four OD and building it to hold the power and, and the use that you have for it, what what sort of upgrades do do you need to look into or um, so I'm thinking of somebody who's like, man, I want to do exactly what David's doing. What questions should I ask a transmission builder? Um, are there certain things, um, I should think about with like the torque converter and the stall and different stuff. Like what, what would you say somebody should ask when they're looking around to have one built to hold? Maybe, maybe not, not necessarily the power level you're at, but maybe that 500, maybe that 600, wherever they might be. So the E4OD and the 4100, especially when you're at the point where I'm at, they are basically the exact same transmission. It's uh, it's really not much of a difference. Um, at the point I'm at now, I don't have a an input shaft speed sensor, and that's really about the only difference now. Because um, I actually had to add the the 4100 tail shaft to mine um, for the aftermarket. Uh, transmission controller i needed the output shaft speed sensor but uh, other than that it's really just a a triple disc converter uh i've seen over 450 it seems like the front drum sometimes will crack so it's uh you know a billet one of those if you're going to be beating on it hard isn't always a bad option and then just a billet input that's always uh once you do the triple disc converter, it's kind of cheap insurance in my opinion. And, um, that's the, that's the biggest downfall to those transmissions is the, the input shaft is not really, there's not really a lot of good aftermarket support for it. It's, it's just small. It's, uh, you can't, you can't go like the 48s. You can't put a, a big, you know, uh, just a big solid shaft in it. But other than that, I mean, it's just, that's the good thing, uh, if you're under 600 horsepower, I mean, a solid rebuild with uh, a set of extra clutches 
I mean, uh, you know, a set of good clutches and extra extra clutches in each gear. That will and just do the the updates. Uh, there's a lot of updates over the years. If you do that, it, they really are pretty stout transmissions for the most part. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there in the uh, in the Dodge world still, you know, have four on 100 swap trucks, um, and they're they're putting down, they're holding quite a bit of power and putting down some of the fast passes out there. I've had uh, we've had some Duramax guys on that have done four one hundred swaps that are out there racing and stuff. So it's a there's a lot of potential with it. I think what um, I can't remember his name is Dan Dan something. He's got like a gray Duramax, like a Pro Mod truck, and that one he does some very impressive things. At least I think it's very impressive things with um, and his is a four one hundred. It's really cool to see the uh, the technology, and I mean I'm thinking. Yeah, you've done a ton of research over the years. You've had this truck for a long time. You've gone through kind of all the stages of what, if we're a truck enthusiast, what we want to do. Like we start out and we just want, we just love the truck. Then we want a little bit more power. Then we get kind of tired with it and we want a little bit more. And then we think, I, I want even more. I want to go race and I want to do things. So what are some tips you would give somebody who's listening that has one of these trucks as they go through that process? Um, whether that's finding you know really good companies, whether that's creating a plan first, so they're not buying parts and they you know don't need them or don't want them, and then they're just you know kind of wasting money buying things. So what what would you say are really important if you have a seven three and you're going to upgrade it that you should do? Like maybe you know three things or a handful of things you'd suggest. So uh, for one of the first things. I would do, especially if it was an OBS truck, is just go ahead and put a an irate fuel system on it. Uh, and you know, it's an electronic fuel swap. You get rid of the mechanical fuel pump in the valley. That's probably one of my first things that I would recommend because that's whether you're making stock horsepower or or you know at the level that I'm at, it's no matter what, it's going to flow. Um, it's going to help everything out. Uh, other than that, injector turbo wise, uh, that would be kind of that would be kind of the next step, and that's more. I would say if I was in somebody else's shoes, I would talk to whoever's going to tune my truck and see what they would suggest because um, there's uh, there's a bunch of different ways you can make 350, 350 horsepower with them. There's even upwards of five hundred. I mean, you can. You could really put a bigger injector in it and still tune them down and and make it uh you know make it work. But that would kind of be just talking to whoever they want to tune their truck. Just find obviously I use Brian. I've had every truck that I've had and every truck that I've worked on I use Brian for, and it just it's always worked out great for me. So I I recommend him to everybody. But um, it's kind of one of those deals. It, talk to the tuner, figure out what they would suggest, and then just, uh, yeah, go from there. Money, having a, having a power budget or having a, a budget and power goal in mind was always the two, uh, the two things I ask people, uh, if they tow with it, that's important too. Uh, cause I don't, I don't tow with my truck at all. So it's, uh, my setup would be quite a bit different than anybody else that would actually want to tow. I think that's really, that's really good advice because there's so many different 
parts and turbos and ways to get to the power level. And the person who's bringing it all together is your tuner. So asking them, you know, what combinations they've tuned that worked really well can definitely, I think, save, save somebody some money versus buying the wrong turbo, the wrong injectors. And then you have to go buy, you know, a whole different set and just, you know, kind of wasting, wasting money and time on it. It's, um, like I said, I've been through quite a few setups myself, and I, I know, um, at the point I'm at now, it's it does every it meets every one of my goals. Uh, I can drive it on the street. Uh, I sled pull with it from time to time. Drag brace. It's just, it's, in my opinion, it's the ultimate version of exactly what I was wanting to accomplish, and it's been reliable too. That was just the added bonus. I didn't. I didn't know exactly how uh, reliable or truly it was going to be. That's one of the things that really stands out about your truck and the build is the consistency and all the things that it does. And I think that's what we all want because we want to use the truck. We want to use the power. We want to have fun with it. We want to enjoy it. And your sled pulling, your drag racing, um, you know, you can take it out and drive it and just enjoy the truck itself. And I think that's at the core of what we all want. So that's the thing that really sticks out about your build is that, and then the durability of it, which is really cool. Cause we, you know, once we get this truck, we want to, we don't want any downtime with it or be waiting on stuff. Oh no. And, and I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not the easiest on it either. You, anybody that, uh Anybody that's around me a lot, they know that the truck's been on. It's been on rev limiter many times. I've done, I've done burnout competitions with it too before, and um, it's it's been through a lot of of hard life. But one thing, and I've always been very, I mean, very consistent with this is I change my oil early, especially if I know I'm going through a hard weekend or just gonna be really just more beating on it more than normal i i always change the oil before that happens and go out with and i mean sometimes that's i won't have but a couple hundred miles on on oil change and i'll just go ahead and change it anyways it's just uh at this power level i just think that's just cheap insurance and that's kind of the way i've always played it is there a particular brand or type of oil that you like yeah i run um I run all Amsoil. It's a uh, transmission, motor, uh, all the the diff fluid transfer case. Everything's Amsoil. And uh, I went from I didn't start with Amsoil. I went from just like a conventional. I think it was uh, it wasn't Rotella, but it was like Phillips sixty six or something. We got a really good deal with it at the shop I worked at, and I just used that at first. And I could tell like the soot level. And the oil, it was just, it was real, it was real black every time I changed oil. I mean, I might not even had, like I said, a couple hundred miles on it. And it was, it was already just, just completely black. You couldn't see through it at all. And the first time I put Amsoil in it, it was, I drained the oil and it was like, it wasn't, I mean, I almost wonder if I should just pour it back in. It was still clean. And I, sometimes I've heard that that's good and sometimes I've heard that's bad. They say that it's black because it's cleaning your engine, but I don't know. I just, to me, I like seeing that the oil still looked good and clean coming out. 
that's one of the questions uh, a lot of times when like I'm on YouTube and we're talking about somebody's truck and I, I go in there to see the comments and they'll say, well, um, well, what kind of fluids does he use or what kind of oil? Because they're, they're really curious on these setups that, that uh, people have and the performance level that they're at, what they trust to protect it. So I was just curious, you know, what you're running uh, for fluids and, and oil and things like that. Um, now I know there's, there's people that are going to have questions or they're going to want to ask something specific about like the injectors or the, the four wheel drive conversion, or maybe the suspension setup that I didn't ask you. How can they find you on social media? How can they reach out, contact you, or just follow and see you know, what you're doing, what you're, you know, when you're sled pulling or racing or, or doing, you know, different things with your truck? So the most consistent thing I'm on is uh, is Instagram, and that's uh, David Kaiser 96. And um, other than that, I'm on Facebook too, but just I don't post near as much on Facebook as uh, as Instagram. But usually the the Instagram that's that keeps about every that keeps everything up to date for the most part. Well, it was it was yeah. really cool to to chat with you and learn about this truck. It's not it's not very often that we get to talk with somebody who has a seven three that is pushing the performance levels of it, and then has been through all the different all the different stages. Um, and I know there's a lot of interest out there to do that because the aftermarket, as you mentioned before, it's grown with these trucks. And it's progressed to where you can make a really good power with them and you can have fun with them, make them really consistent. So it was really cool to chat with you and learn more about it. And I definitely look forward to seeing what you do in the future with it and uh, keep us updated on it when, uh, you know, maybe some of these future goals you had mentioned to us when you, you hit them or maybe there's something new you want to talk about. Maybe there's something new you found or different setup. I'd love to be able to sit down with you in the future and, and chat more about the truck. Hey, that sounds great. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to Kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 23diesel20 for 20% off site-wide. It's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear. If you're in the market for something for hunting, fishing, EDC, around the job site or around the house, they've definitely got you covered. They've had a bunch of releases here in 2023, and one of the newest models are the Durlock models. Um, the blade's made out of D2 steel. The way that the blade opens and closes is really smooth, has a very positive feel to it, and there's different choices for blade shape and also handles as well. So if you're in the market, use code 23diesel20 and get 20% off site-wide. Also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen of 23diesel, J. Cole John, all of our other Patreon supporters, all of you who subscribe on YouTube and podcast apps, follow us on social media. We appreciate all your support here in year seven of the Diesel Podcast and look forward to bringing you more of the content that you want to hear in 2023. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.